It's Cecilia. And Megan. Let us distract you while driving, cleaning, working out. Or not working out. Actually, what in the dang heck? Just grab some wine and chill. It'll be like eavesdropping and a girls' night all wrapped up into one. Welcome back to the What in the Dang Heck podcast. I am your host, Avery Wells. Uh, with me today are my wonderful guests, Mr. Stash. What's up, guys? Cecilia Pappas. Hello, hello. And my beautiful wife, Megan Wells. Last but not least. That was so well done. You killed that it. That was good. Killed mm-hmm. it. So yeah, today <clears throat> we are doing the advice hotline. It's something we're doing like every fifth episode kind of thing, but we had the men join us today. And honestly, all of the advice that people are asking for are dude problems. So this is going to be good to kind of have some insight to two men's brains. Is this the first time we've ever had them both on at the same time? Yes. Yes. Wow. Wow. I know you're a two seasons in. I know. <laughs> so we're going to go around, do the typical heck yes, heck no's. Uh, Stash, you want to start us off? Heck yes. Absolutely. My heck yes is Avery's mustache. <laughs> Only because it, yours got shaved off. <laughs> are we going to, are we going to, are we going to let people know that we shaved it off? <laughs> Why not? Oh. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know what I'm allowed to say anymore. On That's here. okay. <laughs> so Stash and I, after we got engaged, stayed, or shaved the mustache off because I was unsure what I wanted him to look like for the wedding. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that sounds so abusive. <laughs> let's, let's figure out how I want to present you to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he was in on it too. He, I didn't shave it for him. That's okay. good. Well, she was standing right next to me. You, you made was it. Ma- made, was making sure that I was doing it. You made it sound <laughs> like a James Bond Skyfall scene. So now, now we cleared that up. But Stash missed the stash because he wasn't getting hit on by gay men anymore. And so <laughs> <laughs> he needed to grow it back. When you agreed too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's this. Yeah. What's funny though is <clears throat> not really gay men per se, but the the man to woman ratio of compliments on my mustache is easily like five to one. Oh yeah, <laughs> way more men like, hey, nice stash, dude. Thanks. Yeah, it's, it's either men or fifty year old women. <laughs> yeah, that's it. They're like, wow, way to bring it back. <laughs> Which, got- yeah, that's both a win in my book. Yeah. Uh, at least there's no one, <laughs> at least we're not competing against anyone eight or uh, Megan. Right. Exactly. I did. I did get one compliment from a girl my age at, um, man, what was it? Like a hard rock ca- cafe or something. It was when we were waiting to pick up Austin. So it was me, Nick, Jung, and we were all like, kind of like bar hopping. It's actually super fun. But the last bar we went to, it was like a hard rock cafe or something like that. And a girl like, hey, I like your mustache. And I went like this. I was like, thanks. With, he, my, with my ring hand. 
Oh, mm. so good. Freaking sly. <laughs> stash, how do you respond to all the ego boosts you get on the stash? What do you mean? I just say thank you and uh, go about my day. I definitely had an identity crisis when it was gone. <laughs> Okay, but you liked how you looked. It's just, it's a complete different look with the stash. Yeah. It's like 10 years older. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Now, like I've obviously lived 99.9% of my life without a mustache, but the past, like what, two months that I've had the mustache, I can't really imagine not having not a having mustache it. again. It, yeah. it defines me. Gosh, <laughs> it is part of my identity. <laughs> okay, you guys need help. All right, Avery, what's your head guess? Um, <clears throat> well, I I picked out a welder, and I'm a very indecisive person, so that's a big deal. Um, it is sitting in the Amazon shopping cart right yep, now, ready to go. The Prime Weld Two Two Five X Tig Stick Machine. If, the Wells welder. Was, no. In case anybody was wondering. <laughs> Tell um, them about the helmet that you got, though. Or oh. <laughs> it's not a helmet. What's it called? Yeah, it's a shield. It's a, the welding okay. helmet. Yeah, 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 like the. It's like a mask. The um, knight in shining armor <clears> thing. It's just got like a. I think it's like a. It's like a very patriotic pattern. It has a bald eagle on it and the American <laughs> and the flag. Because <laughs> you can get like it's the same price. You can get the same one that's just like black. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of boring. Yeah. You need people to know. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. It goes so in what line. Are you, what are you welding? <clears throat> we don't we well, don't know gonna, yet. <laughs> you can weld. Megan! <laughs> you can weld uh, steel, stainless steel. I think you can weld titanium with it. Um, aluminum. But like explain magnesium. what you're going to make. Like do you have steel sitting around in oh. your garage? <clears throat> yeah. Like, sort of. Like well, it's for, the, it's for the forerunner and then eventually for whatever other vehicle i'm probably going to get a tacoma next i thought you were going to make home projects with it yeah so <laughs> okay I'm, so explain I'm that just, just, just fight it out um <laughs> so i'm probably going to be getting a tacoma next so i'll be able to like weld a rack for it and just little projects for it like that and then i want to start making like home furniture and garage stuff <clears throat> so I want to make a, a coffee table that has both wood and metal. So I need a cool. welder for that. Dang. Um, Could fit into the living room behind you, Cease. <laughs> I have a Zoom background <clears throat> that they're just ripping me. <laughs> <laughs> well, dang. We got ourselves a welder. We have a welder. Well, dang. Oh, the wells welding. Um, Meg, heck no. I don't even get to do a heck yes because we're just oh, gonna oh, assume my life. Wait, we're doing heck yeses. Heck yes. Yeah, we're doing heck yeses. Um until dinner, I didn't really have one. And then Avery made a really bomb dinner and I haven't eaten all day. And I've been super nauseous and it just I feel like a different person right now. So heck yes to having a husband that can cook. But I undercooked the pork. But that's okay. We'll fix it after this. <laughs> just throw that in the microwave. Exactly. I cook steak so much. I have a tendency to undercook like all other meats. I just sear it and I'm like, yeah, it looks good. (laughs) It's just pink on the inside. It's like cold. Yeah. Yeah. No, thanks. All right. Your heck yes. Okay. My heck yes is 
and I know Stash kind of gets this from Aldi, but I'm a Trader Joe's gal. But once we're married, he's destined to completely convert me. Um, yeah, he's shaking his head. So I love Trader Joe's apple chicken sausage. And it sounds bomb. Yeah, what I do is just like throw two two big sausage links um, onto the stovetop. And then I just like cut them up and throw salt on it, of course. And mm-hmm. then I put one like like a few squirts of mustard and then like a few squirts of syrup and then like maple syrup yes okay and then I'll coordinate dipping them so like one is dipped in the mustard to get like the salty tart and then the next bite will be dipped into the syrup to get the sweet and then do you dip them quick enough so that you get both tastes at the same time no I would never Oh, okay. No, no, okay. no. I just know sometimes on certain things, I don't dip my sausage into syrup, but on certain things I like have to eat like trail mix. If I just have a handful of peanuts, I need to eat M&Ms right away so that I get the taste of both, you know? Oh yeah. With the, with the raisin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I don't know. You could try it. You could not try it, but if I had Chick-fil-A sauce, I would commit to just dipping it in the Chick-fil-A sauce, mm-hmm. but I just figured I would do some mustard, some maple syrup and just combo it out. And it's turned out really well. Does this also work for hot dogs or? <laughs> I think because it's the apple chicken. I mean, stash, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a sweeter sausage. It's definitely not like a kielbasa or like a bratwurst or something. I mean, like the apple makes it sweeter I, I could see why you're dipping it in syrup i actually don't think that it's that crazy what's the other thing that you <laughs> dipped in syrup like a month ago and i was like what are you talking was it like just biscuits you're just pouring syrup on yeah biscuits like a buttermilk with biscuit <laughs> yes. you've never had that no no we were at a diner and i always get we get the biscuits at this diner and i also had pancakes and i usually just butter the biscuit. We grew up doing this and then right. you pour syrup on it and you eat it like a pancake. I mean, it. that's like a McGriddle, right? Bam. Bam. <laughs> I don't, well, I don't understand. The only, the only biscuit that I enjoy, like <clears throat> not syrup, but honey is the Chick-fil-A. Uh, the, chicken biscuit. The, the chicken minis. The number one. Oh, the chicken minis. Oh, chicken minis. The biscuits are good too. Yep. Megan Avery, do you have Whataburger in Alabama? Where Unfortunately. You guys are? Yeah, Unfortunately, you don't no like it. In and out. I hate Whataburger. I don't I don't hate Whataburger. I think I have like a negative gut reaction to it just because people talk about how good it is. And the first time I had it, I was just utterly disappointed. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's overhyped. It's it's okay. It's just like it just seems to me like every other burger place. It's just so, a bigger size. Yeah. They have like a they have a honey butter chicken biscuit though, and I think that's really good. Like for breakfast? Yeah, for breakfast. I could see how everything else. I, I think I'll the patty looks good, but yeah, I heard the uh, honey the HBCB. Yeah, I need to I need to try their other stuff because the stuff I always have is when I'm. I think the only time I've ever had Waterburger, to be honest, is when I've been TAD to like Texas. No, we had it after a, uh, like a road trip. So I Maybe. had Waterburger one time. It was like. September of 2017 or 2018 and I went to this like Catholic conference 
called Encounter by Adore Ministries out in Texas. And I met these people and um, it was like 1 a.m. And we went to Waterburger, and one of the guys that was in the car that we like, he was kind of like hanging around us and we're, you know, being nice. Ended up, he's like totally like insane. And he's making up his girlfriend and then his fiance. And then after we left, like the retreat, he wouldn't stop like Facebook messaging us about like how they can't get married now because his fiance is now stuck overseas. And then all of her family died. And like, it was literally crazy. So that's your experience with whatever. And I just remember (laughs) that he was sitting next to me while I was taking my first bite of their, what is it? Melt. Is that their thing? Oh, the patty melt. Yeah. Yeah. And I just will never like forget this guy because he was completely making up his entire life and I was like these are the people that kill people you know (laughs) yeah and you met him in a Whataburger I met him at a Catholic conference yeah but and then we brought him to a Whataburger specifically remember thinking you're a scam as you bite into yes I was like (laughs) you are a scam yeah (laughs) yeah anyways okay let's go around heck knows pretty fast uh Avery uh Probably COVID. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mostly just missing school. Like, do they know? Of, they don't know. Well, yeah, they do. Instagram does. Oh, oh, I, I thought you were talking about school. <laughs> um, <laughs> they have COVID. I, yeah, I have, have COVID. no social media, so I don't know who knows. Um, in terms of acute respiratory illnesses, this is by far the uh, lamest excuse for an acute respiratory illness I've ever had. Um, but the headaches in the morning do suck. Yeah. But like I've coughed 10 times total. Yeah. <clears throat> it's weird because it impacts everyone differently. But yeah, and we can get into the vaccine topic later. But that like actually <laughs> no, finally that, that, having... uh, that won't be on this podcast. <laughs> okay. Then. So like actually having COVID <clears throat> just makes me more and more angry about like the world's Everything. reactions. It's like, yeah. yeah, it doesn't affect everybody the same way so why would we just have a blanket solution for everybody yeah when it's totally different that would be my heck no too especially because i had someone literally ask me if i thought i was lucky because i'm not hospitalized and on a ventilator because of it right now and i was like no stats literally show that i'm not lucky i'm 23 is fine also i wouldn't consider this lucky like this still sucks (laughs) especially being pregnant on top of it like but thank you for that. That's outlook. like asking like, oh, are you lucky that the hurricane didn't destroy your house? Like, right. and you live in Illinois. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's like, what do you mean? <laughs> relevant. <laughs> thank you. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Stash, heck no. My heck no is dental cleanings mm-hmm. and specifically Ooh. military. I'm sure Avery has had experience yes. with this. So I was supposed oh. to, <laughs> I was supposed to have my teeth cleaned back in like March. And the dental clinic could just never fit me in. And this happened actually when I was in Florida too. Like I went a whole year and they were just completely understaffed. The military just couldn't afford, I guess, dental hygienists. But finally went um, like a day or two ago. And the lady was just like digging into my gum lines. And I don't mind going to the dentist. Like it doesn't bother me. Like I've never been afraid of it, even as a kid. But just overall, not a great experience. (laughs) 10 out of 10 would not recommend. They hack, they hack at your gum line like they're trying to dig a trench out in their backyard with a pickaxe. Like it's the most haphazard in, in what is the word? Unprecise? Imprecise? Imprecise. However you say it. 
and it's so painful <laughs> or when like, they try sorry I'm, rub- I'm like i'm rubbing my my tongue against the back of my teeth and i can feel like Where she the attacked gap. You? yeah like the gaps <laughs> yeah that she just dug out my gum line oh. yeah <sighs> that sucks when you have your mouth open and they're trying to have it i was at the dentist he's like oh yeah so you lived in la like where at i'm like you're in my mouth like right. do you want me to sign you i don't know <laughs> yeah that happened to me recently too yeah but now it sucks because when you eat and drink doesn't it like sting your mouth no uh it's not too bad oh. but the i mean i guess <laughs> the heck yes is that i had no uh no cavities oh that's no, good i always yeah. have a couple of those he never does i don't know what's like i just want our children to have his genes like <laughs> <laughs> you have a ton I'll, I literally ask Dash, I brush my teeth every time we leave the house. I brush my teeth when I wake up, before bed, every time I leave the house. I That's, just was raised like that. And I will have like three cavities every time I go to the dentist. Yeah. That's the issue. She's brushing them too much. too much. Yeah. They don't say that. They say brush your teeth three times a day. Okay. But then there's me Twice who brushes it one to two times a day and I have tons of them too. So it's like, what, how do we win? We don't. We're just not stashed. Well, because- I don't really know what's in toothpaste, but like you, you're probably like cleaning all of the enamel off because you, that's a lot of chemicals and you're just like brushing. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I'm they're already dishing out advice. Yeah. You know, what <laughs> yeah, I will tell coming. you, what I will tell you is that my dentist said that I have abnormally shaped um, cavity beds. And so they are more prone to cavities because they're ripply. Oh, you got those ripply beds. Yes. Yeah. I got rippled beds. I've heard of those. That's no good. That's no good. Oh, geez. So <laughs> that's just like relapse at my ridiculousness. You're like, guys, true story. That's why I have cavities. Okay? He told me so. All right. All right. So we're going to move into these voicemails. But first, uh, Valerie, I freaking love her. I've gotten to know her like the past seven months. She was in my woman's school group, but she has the company named Pax Valerie. And I'm sure you guys all follow her on Instagram. I will link all her, all her stuff in the show notes. Um, but she offers Catholic artwork and gifts and like, she's trying to do this full time now. Like Mm -hmm. this is her job. She did. Oh yeah. She's legit. She's so talented. And like, I just support everything this woman does and stands for. So I'm so glad to have her on the podcast. Um, and we should like, honestly have her on as, you know, a witness to growing a small business because Meg and I and her have all been there. Um, but her mission to design Catholic art that is beautiful, relatable, and ultimately leads to the heart of the father. And you can check her out at www.paxbeloved.com. And she has this really awesome Holy Family Hearts tea. And it's just so cute. And she just has everything you can think of from mugs to prints to stickers to t-shirts, like everything and the greatest gifts. Um, so anyways, she's been so generous and she's giving our listeners 20% off. Just type in what in the dang heck in all caps, no spaces again, what in the dang heck for 20% off paxbeloved.com and check the show notes for all of the details. Okay. So you guys ready to, to dish it out. You all ready? 
I've been looking forward to this all day. Wow. Avery forgot he was on I was told this morning and I was looking forward to it and I forgot. So COVID affects your brain, huh? Uh -huh. COVID brain. (laughs) Pregnancy brain and COVID brain. Yeah, apparently it's contagious. Stash said he was going to go all Dr. Laura on people. Okay, you guys listen to Avery, Dr. Isn't that who's doing like the how to feed your man? Yeah, you need to buy yeah. that course. It's only $30. It's I'm like how to care, to <laughs> how to care and feed your, feed your husbands and has nothing to do about food. It has everything to do about like giving a man what he needs. It's so good. And is we love Dr. Them? Laura. <laughs> <laughs> Megan wants some equality here. <laughs> <laughs> he will do what you want if you're doing what he wants men react to women like honestly they no, do that's true. women don't that's true. yeah i agree with that hey i bought a box of letters and i've written two <laughs> and i love it i did i bought a, I bought a box did. of uh, I'm not, I'm not. stationery and it's on megan's desk <laughs> so that when i see it i remember to write her a letter yeah stash is like i slave over the pen every week (laughs) yeah i definitely don't have as neat of handwriting as stash yeah that should go like or like a or like a wax seal and (laughs) oh we have one of those for the wedding yeah any words yeah we do for the invitations any words about what writing writing letters yeah, about how you make your lines so straight. It's a secret. He won't it tell is, me. It's a secret. It's a metal ruler that you rest on the paper, huh? It, the, his like J's and stuff go down. Mm-hmm. I was always told that in school, like if you write and it slants up, that means you're happy. And if you write and slant down, it means you're not happy. And if it's, if it's just straight, then you're perfect. A psychopath. I don't, <laughs> it means you're 12 years old and trying to do bubble letters. That's what it means. You know, like when yeah. you turn, when, you know, when you get into seventh grade, all of a sudden your handwriting changes and like your eyes have like more of a circular dot and like your A's look like as round as a beach ball and everything. And it's like, you're trying to have that perfect horizontal or perpendicular yep. kind of like, Me. yeah. And you take like a long time and you hold the pencil like a, like a fist and you're like, and you get a bump you on know? your finger. Yeah. And then. Yeah, uh huh. Not that was never me. You guys but. tried too hard in school. Yep. Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did, and I regret it. <laughs> I don't. Okay. I'm still a goody two shoes. Hey, let's do some advice. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Hey, Megan and Cecilia, I was just calling for the advice hotline for um, asking Avery and Mr. Stash, and I just wanted to know. How are you supposed to know if you are hanging out with a guy or if you're going on a date, whether it's dinner or just going to mass together or something like that? How are you supposed to know what sort of intention is going along with that? Thanks so much. Well, first, I would say going to mass with someone is not a date. So just by default, that's not right. Um, I would say if if he's a man and he's going to ask you out somewhere. He'll make it very clear if it's a date or not. Um, an adult man would tend to not waste his own time and kind of fool around and sort of not establish what's going on. 
you know, if I'm going to try to actually date a woman and woo her and, you know, make things serious, I'm not going to kind of skirt, you know, defining whatever you want it out to be like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm really interested in you. I'd like to take you out on a date. Would you like to go to dinner? Not, Hey, I'm, you know, I got I'm bored time. on Tuesday and I have a reservation for, you know, whatever, like they're just going to tell you. Agreed. Yeah, Stash, I agree. What are your thoughts? Because on our first date, he didn't call it a date. So <laughs> let's see the inside of a, of a the brain. <laughs> Not his thought process. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, I actually I agree with, with everything Avery had said. Um, but I don't think at the time that either you or I thought that it was a date. Because Austin had just introduced us and there was never the hint of, oh, like this is potentially a romantic thing. Okay, valid, valid. It just ended up being that way. So you're right. talking about the first time you guys met in person. Okay. Yeah. I yeah, would agree with, I would agree. With we Steph. were going to dinner. Yeah. But you even told me that you were like, eh, it's just going to be another one of those coffee dates with another guy that Austin is but having. I said meet. date, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, it's a date. He's just not saying it's a date, but like in mm-hmm. my head, I'm like, I'll treat it like a date. Okay. To me, a date has like the specific intention of like what, if you're not already in a relationship with the person, like a date has the specific intention of figuring out if you want to be in a relationship with them or working towards that hanging out. It's like, uh, we're just friends, you know, I enjoy hanging out with her. Maybe someday, you know, I could get into her, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Dating is a lot more specific to me. I think too, within Catholic circles in general. I know you guys have listeners who aren't Catholic, but from my experience, when you're in community, like young adult community, it's almost taboo to date people the opposite sex are in your friend group. And so like the excuse is like, oh, well, we'll just hang out. We'll get to know each other that way. But I think there should be like I don't think there should be a taboo tabooness about that. Um, especially if you're just being open with each other. Because like Avery said, Dating is trying to figure out if you are interested in someone romantically or mm-hmm. I guess more than just friends. And so I think as long as you're open with each other, then it should just be something that's kind of stated from the start. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Like it shouldn't be that big of a deal. Right. There shouldn't be a lot of pressure on a date, but it should be spoken it, of. It's definitely more intentional. That's for sure. Right. Right. That's the good. That's a good word. But also the guy shouldn't leave you confused. Like, although Stash and I, it wasn't called a date. I wasn't confused after that he wasn't into me. You know what I mean? Or that like we weren't going to go on future dates. And so I don't know. She shouldn't be confused. It also sounds like neither of you had any sort of expectation for that day. Like Austin connected the two of you and you're like, oh, we're just going to go hang out and meet. It didn't really sound like it's not like Stash asked you on a date somewhere that's true one thing i will say is like stash and i were listening to this audiobook over the weekend and she was like so many women are always like what does he mean by that what does he mean by that it's like he said he was busy over the weekend so they call a girlfriend and say what does he mean that he's busy and then they call you know another girlfriend what does it mean that he's busy and this author is just like 
just ask him what, like, like take it at face value. Like right. he's busy or ask him what he means. Like, why not? Why wouldn't you just ask him? Right. And it's so funny. Cause like men just aren't that complicated, but we think everything has an alternative meeting or whatever, or like right. too scared to just be up front. When in fact, he would probably appreciate you just being up front and being like, so like, was that a date? Like, yeah. Well, I see you get like, was that yeah. a hangout? You know, I don't know the most fluent and like gracious way to say that. I don't know. How would you guys want to receive it? Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not sure if we have actually answered that woman's question yet, but if she's confused and it's not like the first or second or maybe even the third time that they've just hung out in general, then she should just ask. Like if she's interested in dating him, I think there's probably a way and Megan and Cecilia, I'm sure you could formulate it better but Cecilia would say to drop the handkerchief so yeah like make it known to him that you're interested and then if he still can't pick it up then like move on um I would just be I would just be forward with what you want yeah I think a way to signal oh I'm sorry go ahead no go ahead go ahead I think a way to signal is to say like I'd love to see you again and then how does he respond to that? Is he like, yeah, I had a fun time and then never schedules anything. Or is he like, yeah, are you free? Like next Wednesday, you know? Yeah. I think that would be good. Cause you said guys aren't complicated, but I would beg to differ with some in college. And I feel like that's our demographic a lot of the time. I don't know why, but I could see myself being in this girl's position multiple times during college with college guy friends, because there's, there's just naturally that like like flirty almost relationship between college guys and girls, whether you actually like them or not. And that can really confuse both parties. Well, I think the Avery's distinction- like, whoa, they did college. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I think the distinction is between men and just guys in general, because Agreed. most men aren't super complicated. And right. college, even what I've seen in literally five days of class, <laughs> Like, I forgot you're in college. College no. <laughs> humans are the most flirty. Like, see, I'll stop there. They're just very flirty. Megan, are you gonna have to go to class with him? Looking like this. <laughs> no, I'm, yes. no, 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 no. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about to me. I just like every um, interaction. Almost every interaction I see between a dude and a girl is like some sort of flirtatious exchange. Yeah. See, I wasn't, I wasn't I'm not wrong. talking about, I'm not talking about with me. I'm just saying, I know, I, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it We're going to get off this but... podcast and Megan's going to get folders printed with her face on them. She's going to get <laughs> pencils with her face. Her back deck will be blasted. I show my family. classmates like pictures of her and Carrie. Like, look, I'm, look how cute. Look how old I am. <laughs> 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 All right. So, final answer. How do you know? Upfrontness. You ask. Hmm. Boom. Stash, how would you want to be asked? How would I want to be asked mm-hmm. if it is so like how would I want you to ask me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How would you like um, to receive it? Without can, feeling like mortified, like shoot, I guess I didn't, you know. Yeah, I mean, I can see you saying it in a way like, hey, I've really enjoyed hanging out with you. But I would like to know, is this something that we're just, you know, doing for fun? We're having fun with each other? Or is this uh, something more serious that you would like to explore more? 
um, I guess intimately, maybe not the best word, but intentionally. Yeah. Intentionally, intimately, or so, so you had said on the sec, the, the night that I had asked you to be my girlfriend, you had said, um, you had said like uh, uh, exclusivity, like you were, you were just being exclusive with me. Like you had said that to me. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I did say that. So we were out to dinner and it was before he asked me to be his girlfriend. And I was like, I just want to let you know, like it was our second date. And I was like, I just want to let you know, like I'm now exclusive. Like, I don't know where you stand, but I'm not dating anyone else and I'm not interested in anyone else. Um, oh, you knew. <laughs> So I, t- I told him that cause I wanted to gain, I wanted him to feel confident with like, however the weekend went. Right. Cause men like need more, like they need us to give those winks more than we think. And I don't think it's, it's hard for them to step up and say something if they don't get those like confidence winks. Right. I would agree. I don't know, Stash, how did that help you then ask me out like two hours later? well i mean you were great you were great from the start in terms of letting me know like after the first night that we had hung out um you had said you know i had a great night i'd like to see you again and then after i texted you on the drive home about patting you on the back you had said don't worry about it i had a great night and so i mean it was a pattern for you you were were great at it and i think i had said to other people i think i told austin um my austin uh, my friend Austin, that you were you're different great. Austin. Oh, we have, yeah, we not have Austin, our Austin and then his Austin. Austin. Yeah. <laughs> we, I had told my Austin that Cecilia's great at dating. And I meant that as a compliment because she made it easy on me, but like not in a way that was I didn't have to put in the effort. Like I, I still right. had to pursue her, but she made it easy for me to feel comfortable pursuing her. Right which I just think made the whole situation a lot better. Yeah, I did not do that. <laughs> Quite the opposite. <laughs> Avery's uh, like trying to hold it together over there. Avery's like, wow, it's so nice. Could you have met CC sooner, Meg? <laughs> <laughs> Hmm, gosh it's just I'm it's only I have experience dating or I'm only good at dating because I had experience dating Megan didn't have experience dating thank you for saving me there but neither did neither did I so (laughs) he was just an angel from the get-go I had to scratch for every little wink possible (laughs) he was like a he was he was like a cat on like, you know, the cat posts that they're like scratching their paws, trying to get the cat net, you know, I yeah. put the hand motions. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you guys are dog people, apparently. All right. So uh, here's another. Here's another. This is, I don't know if it's a question. It just kind of sucks. So, okay. Hey guys. So calling in for your advice which I don't really know if I want advice. I mean, feel free to give it, but I'm just trying to survive right now. So I have this ex-boyfriend who cheated on me and is now engaged to be married to her. But, like, you know how you know what your ex's car is? And if you were to see it, like, I don't know, outside your house, you would remember it. So it turns out he's moving into the apartment building next to me. And they're like, but wait, how do you know that for sure? Like, maybe you're kind of going crazy. And, like, how long ago was this relationship? Well, it's 
been about two or three years, so there's been some time, but I know those bumper stickers. Those bumper stickers aren't on every car. I literally saw him enter the car and drive away. So I texted my best friend, and she encouraged me, just go read the mailboxes. Like, you're not going to be – you're going to be worried about it until you read the mailboxes. So I read the mailboxes. It's him. It's 100% him. So they get married in about a month, and they'll be moving in here. And I just renewed my lease. And not only that, but I've been here for, like, a long time. So he's been to my apartment. And then he's going to move in with his wife to the building right next door. Like, I have no idea if she even knows who I am or if she was dating me when they started dating. I, You know, there's just so much to this. But you see why I'm just trying to survive. So, anyways, give advice. Have a laugh. I'm just trying to laugh right now. So, anyways. Take care. I hope you're feeling better, Meg. Bye. Well, thanks, girl. And I'm not laughing because I feel that to my core. I just imagined myself in that situation in college. And um, yeah, I got nothing for you. That sucks. I feel like Stash will have good insight. Stash is laughing. All right. There we go. There's a laugh. You're probably going to have to edit, edit this out. I don't <laughs> know. Oh, Go, go, what's her name? Laura on him? Dr. Laura. <laughs> Dr. Laura. Like, if it's been two to three years, and, and like, I get That's it. true. I, I, I get if if you were cheating on, I get it, and that's awful, and I'm, you know, Possibly I'm with this girl. Right. Um. And everyone's going to take the, their needed time to, to deal with that. So I guess that that is a little bit of a, of an X factor in all of this, but two to three years, if it's still bothering you, then I think I would do some soul searching to figure out why. Agreed. That's a good point. At the very least, uh, I mean, dating is a screening process. So you found out that he was a cheater before you got married to him, which is a big positive. Obviously that doesn't really take away any of the pain from being cheated on but think about it you could be in her situation because maybe maybe she's not the girl that he cheated on you with maybe she has no clue maybe he never even told her and now she's getting married to this guy who has a past of cheating on people and committed relationships so i would kind of just reframe it in your head chalk it up as a win and move on because there's nothing i mean you got to control what you can control. You can't leave unless you're super wealthy and you just buy out your lease. <laughs> you can't make him move somewhere else. You can't change what happened in the past. So you kind of can just only reframe your mentality about it. Uh, and I feel okay. like, I feel like you're giving him a lot of power over you too, by kind of holding on to this. And it's abundantly clear that he's not worthy of you because he decided to and break your trust while you guys were dating and so yeah just echoing what what avery said find a way to find the positives in it and take back control of the situation and try to try to view it with the with a different mindset and let's be real like chances are he feels more awkward than you and also chances are his soon-to-be wife picked out the apartment come on and she probably has no idea about it. That's awesome. So, because I've been looking at places and like we've been looking at them together. Yeah. But it's like, 
You have a bigger say. I'd just let you wing it. <laughs> but yeah, typically it's Megan, the girl. you bought the house without him seeing it. Well, we, we took, we switched off. We both did that. We both did it. I picked out, <laughs> I picked out our apartment in Oceanside. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, without but yeah, me I just think like chances are the woman probably made the final say about like what style of apartment they wanted. Chances are she has no idea and he feels really awkward way more than you. So Agreed. there's that. Agreed. All right. All right. Next one. Before we jump to it, Meg, you want to talk about Leah's kids? Oh my gosh. So excited for this sponsor. So cool. Okay. So Leah is a Catholic herself and she's a two-time, two-time childhood cancer survivor of retinoblastoma. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it's cancer in the retina of the eye. And she's undergone over five rounds of chemotherapy herself, 26 surgeries, multiple rounds of radiation, but she's the founder of Leah's kids. And what they do is they're a mission to provide hope and support to children and their families that are also battling childhood cancer. Um, They do it through a thousand dollar donation from the foundation. Um, But they also do it through creating the community of other families and parents and children going through cancer. Um, And so they're a sponsor of us, which is such a huge deal, but the ways that we can help them and support them, because it's not like an ordinary shop, um, is to become a donor and help families fight cancer. So like one of the stories that they had is Ava was four years old. She's battling leukemia and due to her family struggling to pay for her treatment, the family couldn't pay to have a new roof put on their house. Um, so Ava wasn't able to come home after treatment because of the leaks in the mold, because children with cancer obviously have extremely compromised immune systems which makes it impossible to fight off things like a simple cold. So she couldn't be around something like that. And that's when Leah's kids stepped in and directly donated to Ava and her family and helped them replace the roof. So things like that, you know, Um, so you can become a donor to help them. You can tune into her podcast, Be The Link, and it's hosted by Leah. Um, And then they also have a My Battle Plan journal. So if you know a kid with cancer, it's a nine week journal for a child to express highs and lows while fighting their biggest battle. And it has things like motivational quotes, coloring pages, battle buddies, and all kinds of things. So you can find all of that on her website, leahskids.org. And all the things will be in the show notes as always, but really honored to be sponsored by them. Also, this is a better way than what is it called? The GoFundMe. GoFundMe. I think Go. Yeah. Yeah, I think GoFundMe like takes a they percentage. Do. They take a percentage yeah. of the money that's donated through them. Yeah. So like yeah. this is a great alternative, and yeah, find all the stuff in the show notes. I it's amazing. So I don't know why Stash is laughing over there because it looks like Avery and Stash are. Are they texting, um, texting. each other right now? Are you texting each other? What's a text? Oh my gosh. What are you, you're snickering. Appropriate. I don't even have Avery's number. Oh, hush. You're <laughs> okay. That's some bull crap. My phone's all the way over there. My phone's oh. dead. All it right. broke just a second Next. ago. Hi, so my name's Lauren and I've felt like a crazy pull toward the Catholic church lately. Um, we're not Catholic right now, but I don't know, like just something just pulling me so hard and um i am married and so i'm just wondering and like wanting some advice um from maybe avery and mr stash since they're the guys like how you would really go about talking with your husband and seeing if um like i don't know like he'd want to convert 
with me or, you know, I don't, I don't know. I just have this crazy pool and I'm excited to, you know, follow it and see where it goes. Hopefully you guys can answer this question for me. And um, I apologize if you hear my daughter in the background. Um, thank you. Love you guys. I relate to that entire phone call. <laughs> yeah, I wish, <clears throat> I wish this was like a live call in thing because I have a lot of questions. <laughs> that weird crazy pull towards the catholic church is called the truth because <laughs> um, avery's a convert if people he forgot is. i am yeah. a convert um <clears throat> i sound terrible right now <clears throat> oh yeah Hackalooey. um i mean obviously i was not married when i converted um when i had made the decision to convert megan and i were dating but i was converting to her same religion so it was not really an issue. It's not the same issue. Um, my first question would be, is your husband Christian? Um, you know, like, are you guys, would you guys both be converting to Catholicism from the same sort of denomination, I guess? Um, the other thing I would say is just to have a open and honest conversation with him, let him know why you've been feeling a pull kind of show him some of the you know, revelations that you've had, or maybe some new ways of looking at verses that you, that you both know that um, you look at differently now from, from a more Catholic lens. Um, and then just kind of figure out where, where he's at on that. It might take a while um, and it might not ever happen. The biggest thing I would say is that, um, if you're feeling this pull towards the church and you know that it's the the one true universal church, um, you can't shy away from that regardless of what your husband, you know, may or may not think. Um, and hopefully, I mean, we'll be praying for you. Hopefully it does go well and he does feel that pull with you. But just in the worst case scenario that he doesn't, this is a, a very important decision that you'll have to make. Um and, and it's not so much dependent on your husband, you know, you have to follow what you believe to be the truth regardless. True. What were some things that you think helped you be a lot more open or maybe, um, what's the other word? Like, like willing to look, willing at it. to look at it in regards to how I either talked about it with you or shared it with you. Well, the biggest turning point for me was um, I realized that a lot of the arguments and stuff that we would have, I didn't really have a specific reason why I espoused the the viewpoint that I did. Um, so we'd be arguing about like, you know, uh, the Eucharist, for example, and I think it's uh, the John six fifty four passage. I could be getting those mixed up, but it's in John. Um, you know, talk, basically talking about Christ's true presence in the Eucharist. Um, and we go back and forth and back and forth. And it's like, oh, he's a symbol. And oh, no, it's his true body. And, true. <laughs> and, and I would just, I just stopped. I was like, okay, why do I think this is a symbol? And so I just kind of started reading all of these passages from a um, theoretical, like, virgin eyes almost. You know what I mean? Like, I just stopped putting my own personal beliefs on it. And I just read it like I'd never read it before in my life and tried to be as objective as possible. And then I became Catholic. 
I feel like I have so many like bullet points that I was writing down. First of all, you guys are such a great (laughs) advice givers in this situation because Megan was kind of like not leading that obviously God was leading that, but she kind of had that influence. And so I think like he really needs to convert for himself and you are there to inspire him. Honestly, like he needs to do it for himself. Like no one can force or make, um, because you want him to own it, you know, like you want him to be as in it as you're in it. Um, number two, if you could text our hotline number and let us know where you're located, because Megan and I probably have friends there and would love to connect you with some great gals that are in your same season of life and can just help you get antiquated to some Catholic culture and point you towards a really good parish mm-hmm. because number three, you should experience a mass together. And we would want to make sure that you go to a church that is valid and is beautiful mm-hmm. um, and respects Jesus the way he's supposed to be respected in the Eucharist. Number four is enthusiasm is everything when talking to him. If you're talking to him, like super kind of like, you don't have to like, don't worry, you know, like kind of like stepping on eggshells, he'll pick Mm -hmm. up on that. Um, another thing is like what men crave most is respect and then probably secondary sex. Um, but (laughs) no, this is just true. It's true. It's true. true. But like respect. And so still having that respectful nature of like, we're journeying through this together. Like I'm not leaving you behind. I'm not giving you an ultimatum, like always having, like just showing him that respect and letting him know that no matter what he chooses or whatever he's feeling, the respect is unalterable. Mm -hmm. Um, and that honestly, this would be an experience that would bring you guys closer together, not apart. So those are my like thoughts. Those are quick bullet points. (laughs) stash thoughts (laughs) yeah i uh i also wrote a little list of bullet points i don't want to repeat what everybody said but what so far what everyone is saying is is amazing um what i would like to add is just keep following that poll um so obviously something has sparked your interest and so i would strongly advise that you keep following that and follow it to its you know entire conclusion um don't don't let that die off um more practically, I would, I would say that you know your husband better than anybody else. And so you should know how he becomes interested in things. And so what I mean by that is my reversion to the faith was in, was my sophomore year of college, I guess, freshman, sophomore year of college. And I loved the intellectual part of the faith. And so like apologetics is what really got me back into it. And it wasn't enough for me to just stop there though, right? Like it's, it's a full living out of the faith, but that was what got me in the door. And so find what your husband is interested in and how that relates to the church and the faith. And if he is interested, use that medium because like, that's what he's going to enjoy. And that's what he's going to relate to the most. Um, And so if he, if he's able to make that personal connection that way, uh, I, I think he would come to appreciate it or um, at a minimum he would be much more open to it uh, being comfortable with the way that is presented to him that he enjoys Um, next definitely just continue to pray for him Uh, like Cecilia said it's really not you that's going to be the one that brings him to the church right like it's going to be Christ Uh, and so you just have to continue to pray for him and I think the last point that I would make is community 
And Cecilia had mentioned that she can get you in touch with, uh, with women wherever you're living, but also it's, it's so important for men. And so if you're able to find uh, a great church community, a great young adult community and get in touch with young men and women, uh, that will go miles. Um, yeah. I think there's this stigma of Catholics in general kind of being weird. And so like, you don't want to, you don't want to get like turned off by experiencing, you know, like a weird young adult group. So like find, find guys that are normal, uh, intelligent about the faith and like know what they're talking about, but, and, and are also on fire for it. Yeah. And I think that would go a long way because I think, I mean, men and women, but like men, would feel a lot more comfortable if they're seeing other men living this out. And so it's like no longer this weird thing for them. They don't have to feel like awkward about wanting to experience it. Right. Right. I agree. Yeah. Like it just cuts the taboo-ness of like wanting to be interested in something. Agreed. Yep. Love this. Also, um, Like you could throw on some Catholic podcasts or Catholic audiobooks while in the car or like cleaning dishes and stuff and like just have those rolling in the background. And like instead of nagging, like yeah. you can be like he'll be turned away from anything we nag with. Like that's not even just about Catholicism, that's just women in general. Like anything we nag makes them want to do it less. So like if you just have those subtle hints of like, it's going on in the background, a new Catholic book shows up that you're reading. Maybe you want to share about what you're learning, you know, things like that. That's like a lot more subtle than pressure of like, yeah, you know, whatever it is. Um, cool. Well, let's do one more. Um, this one is about men like leading kind of thing. So, okay. Hey, Cecilia and Megan. My name is Jaria, and I just had a question for, I guess, you two and your significant others. Um, so I'm in that kind of season where proposal could be around the corner, could be like a couple months from now, who knows? And I was wondering any advice for how you two kind of like gave that control up to your significant others and then any advice from your from Avery and Mr. Stash about like what helped them or how like you two acts that like helps them be able to take control of the situation and lead in that way. Um how should a girl act? Anyways, thank you guys. I love listening to y'all's podcast. I feel like the men should go first. How should you act? How should women act? To get us to lead? Um, Just like engagement specific? I think it's more like like how should you act um, in the process of like, you know, thinking that he's going to propose to you, like you kind of knowing it's coming, Mm. that kind of thing. And then you should act to kind of like let him lead that whole process. Probably not take the reins on it. Like I want this, 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 and this on this day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have a couple things, but I've gone first, like every time staff, you want to go? Um, yeah. So one thing I'll say is that in particular with Cecilia's ring, and I know Megan and Cecilia have talked about this before because Avery was the one who picked out Megan's ring and Megan had no input into it. And so I'm sure Avery feels the same way. I feel so much joy every time I see Cecilia's ring because I know that like I, I was the one who picked that out. 
Mm-hmm. And <laughs> she's showing it off right now, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I think that had Cecilia, you know, put the ring in the shopping cart and just had me buy it, I, I don't think that I would really have taken any pride in it, right? Because mm-hmm. anyone can anyone can swipe the card to purchase something, right? But like I was the one who chose who picked it out with her in mind. Um, and so I think just using that as an example, by putting all these deadlines and uh, requirements and, and anything else, you're really taking a lot of, you're, you're taking a lot of potential joy away from him mm. because he's no longer doing it on his own. Um, and like we can, Cecilia is, is, and I are both really passionate about talking about the differences between men and women, particularly in uh, little, you know, young, young boys, they want responsibility. And so it, it's, it, it's really important for parents to give them responsibility at a young age because they take a lot of, uh, a lot of joy and they're really proud about their, about decision-making and problem solving. And so it's important not to take that away from them. Um, additionally, I would say like, who's buying the ring? Right. Like, right. are you buying the ring? So then you don't really have all that much say. Like, <laughs> who's, who's getting down on a knee? He's getting down on a knee. So, <laughs> um, and I think Cecilia might have a, uh, a little bit to say about this as well. Uh, because, I mean, she's been open about it, too. She's She had to give that up. Um, but I'll, I guess I'll turn it over to Avery. Yeah, I mean, to go off what you said about <clears throat> giving up some of that control, not only are you taking away your future husband's joy and being able to do something like that for you, you're basically setting the conditions for just sort of like a mindless husband, because if you're dictating where he proposes, when he proposes, if he proposes, what he proposes with, what ring he proposes with, anybody can do that. Um, So basically what you're telling him is you don't trust the decisions that he makes. So when you get to the point in your life where there are some pretty heavy decisions on the table, he's not going to feel confident that you trust his decision-making. CC's applauding. And and by that point, depending on how, you know, controlling of a person you are, and I'm I'm not saying that you are a controlling person. I'm just saying in general, try to avoid um, you mean how alpha you are? Yeah. <laughs> That's literally what it is. <laughs> you, you, you could potentially get to the point where he just checks out and he doesn't make decisions anymore and he just defaults mm-hmm. to you. And that's not how a marriage is supposed to be regardless. Um, Staff's kind of touched on this. Um, sort of just making, making all of these decisions. It's not really your place. Um, you you get to enjoy sort of this journey that you both are on that he is leading you down. Um, what are those, what are those people in was like Italy that like the gondola rides, they like push you along the river. Oh, I know you're talking about in the, in the black and white stripes. Yeah. Like how freaking annoying would that be? If you, every, you know, two minutes, you just look back up and go, Oh, could you turn here, please? Oh, could you turn here, please? Like, no, just enjoy the ride. So allow him to take you on this journey. I would sort of get rid of all expectations because expectations kill everything. Mm-hmm. And just, if you can't, <clears throat> if you can't just be happy with the basic idea that the love of your life is proposing and wants to be married to you forever. And like nothing could really ruin that. 
then maybe you're not marrying the right person or you have the wrong mentality about it. Boom. Can I add one thing? Yep. So y'all are killing it. And, and maybe, maybe this is, I don't know. Cecilia and Megan can correct me if I'm wrong, but as soon as the engagement is over, the engagement happens, you're going to take the lead on everything for the wedding. <laughs> so like your husband should be involved, uh, you know, future husband should be involved. Um, right. They should hundred percent be involved in the wedding planning process. But like, let's be honest, you're going to take the lead on it and you're going to be stressed out the whole time. So like <laughs> there's, there's no sense in putting yourself through twice that, um, like with the engagement process, like let, just let, let him take control of it. Good point. I've never thought about that part of it. Me either. That's really true. Like you're making it harder for yourself. Um, yeah. also like he knows how to push a gondola way better than you. So just like, let him do his job, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like let the man do his job. Um, because you don't want to be up there pushing it. You don't want to be the one paying for it. Like you don't want to be, right. the one, you know, and right. also like what was, what's really attract, what I think is hot is like the guy did research on diamonds. Like he did yeah. research on rings. Like he took time to like talk to people, Google stuff, figure out what's best. Like all the right. four C's, you know, like that's attractive that so much effort was put into it mm -hmm. and so much thoughtfulness, um, and then also, yeah, what Avery was saying is like you making a decision for him sucked all of his confidence out of indecision making. So I think we talked about this on the podcast before, but it's yeah. like he goes to the store and he needs to call you to decide what kind of milk you want to get, decide what kind of bread he should get, you know, just yeah. like all of this stuff. It's like, do you want a man like that? That can't make a decision for himself. And that is going to, you know, call you. I'm listening to this book right now and it's called um, how to like how an alpha woman like needs to change or whatever, like alpha women mm -hmm. in dating or something. Cause I feel like I can have some like alpha tendencies. Yep, um, same. yeah. And <laughs> so like, that's kind of, this is just what she's, this is exactly what she's talking about. It's like, you are literally, um, like emasculating men by taking away all of these decisions that they take pride in making and they just stress you out. So why are you doing that? And I don't know if you guys watched like John and Kate plus eight. I used mm -hmm. to love that show. Kate was like on a scale one to 10, like a 14 alpha. And like yeah. now they're divorced. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he like cheated on her, but it's like all of like how she acted towards him, the, the like tone she used all the body language like it was literally destroying the guy and you can see right. it on camera right right um so it's just so interesting it's so interesting um so yeah that's those were all my those are all my things meg anything left to say i no other than that they both did a phenomenal job picking out the rings entirely by themselves so i don't know why anyone <laughs> <I> will, would ever <laughs> question one thing i will i will say Megan in particular, but with women in general, I have a hard oh, time no. like picking up on like tastes and styles. One thing that helped me, uh -oh. Megan had like a real basic Pinterest board of like different random rings that she liked. They were all, they different. were all super different, but it was like, <laughs> I at least had something to go off of. Cause if I had to pick out like a shirt or a dress for her, I would kind of know, but I would not be confident. Cause she just, you just style. never know. Like I'll hold something up at the store with her. And she's like, no, disgusting. And I'll <laughs> hold something else up as a joke. And she's like, I kind of like that. <laughs> so throw like 10 rings on a Pinterest board and let them roll with it. 
<laughs> but don't send it to him. Like don't send it to him. No, no, don't no, yeah. send it. Like he will I, hunt. He has friends that yeah. mm-hmm. he knows your friends. Like stash was definitely in contact with my friends, but mm-hmm. like, did I want to know about it? No, no. Nope. That's the other thing. Don't be the girl that ruins it for someone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well this was fun. Oh, sorry. Go well, on. Stash. Sorry. Last thing. And I, I guess, I guess we were all kind of just taking this, uh, we just assume this to be true. Like we're all assuming that you guys have at least talked about like the potential of being married. Mm. Right. And so Good point. there are everything that we just said still holds true. Like don't force a timeline on him. Don't you know, force a ring on him, but there should still definitely be open and honest conversation about expectations towards engagement and marriage. Right. Like, but, but there is a balance between open and honest conversation about that and then setting ultimatums. Yeah. Would you guys agree that if you're six months in and you never mentioned like it, mentioning marriage is taboo and scary, there's an issue. Oh yeah. I would agree. You're six months into dating someone and you've not mentioned marriage or like, or you're scared. Like if you mention it, it's going to freak him out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, people are different. I, that's weird to me. I think if you, if the, if you were dating at all, even if it's your first date, as like an established relationship and someone bringing up the potential of marriage freaks the other person out. That's a red flag anyway, no matter when the the relationship started, like that should always be like a, a potential outcome. True. Yeah. Cause then why are you dating? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Stash, I feel like that's you're like, mixing something up like in your brain. You're in a job interview and you're like, yeah, so I'd, I'd really love to work with you. And the guy's like, what? That's the whole point of this, right? Are you at the interview? (laughs) You came to me. (laughs) (laughs) Dang, Stash, what are you thinking? I see it in your eyes. (laughs) Um, I was just thinking, and again, we've talked about this. I don't remember where. We were talking about Dr. Greg Bataro and how my mindset on our first hangout or date uh, was changed because of something he said. And that was uh, not reducing someone to a potential, um, as in like, oh, this is my potential wife. Um, and I think that holds true up until the point that you are exclusive. So it, I think it would be weird if like it's the first date you have with a person and you don't really know each other and the topic of marriage comes up. That is probably a little bit weird because you're not experiencing the other person for who they are. Um, you're, you're reducing them to potential. Um, but, but like the, the counter argument to that is, you know, after a couple of days and you're exclusive and you've, or, you know, you've been dating for two months. Okay. Well, you guys are on the same page then at that point. So, um, it, it, it I guess it shouldn't be taboo at that point, but I mean, the, the understanding is that, you know, people are different as well. So yeah, I, I don't know if it's as easy as a one size fits all. Definitely not. All I meant by that is that the idea of potentially marrying that person, if you are dating them, if that's weird to you, then like, what are you doing? Yeah, I I definitely think if it's like your first date and you're like, so marriage. Or if you're 16. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I think post-college. Yeah. Yeah. Like post-college, if you are dating for more than six months and marriage would completely freak you out to bring up. 
then it's like, I don't know, like, I feel like you should know or be comfortable enough to say what's on your mind. Conversation (laughs) about it. Yeah. Agreed. And not be worried that someone's going to run. Yeah. Yeah. If you think that, yeah, totally. If you think he's going to run, it's like, "Mm, probably not the right guy. (laughs) Maybe no. You're scared of him and not, and yeah, he's obviously like, you feel like he's not going to commit commit. or like, you know, whatever. Interesting guys. This has been fun. Any no, last words, folks? We should do this again yeah. and not in season four. <laughs> Your season's down. Any last thoughts? None. None. Zilch. Nada. Like I said, we're not complicated. <laughs> Sad. We said everything we needed to say. <laughs> well, I'm headed to Italy for two weeks. So, um, any of us. Yeah, unfortunately, Um, we are taking a hiatus from the podcast for two weeks. So call us in, though. Leave a review, leave a rate, leave whatever if you (laughs) like what we're doing. (laughs) I'm like, what do you rate and review on Apple Podcasts? Like, subscribe subscribe and share and share. Just share it. Um, <laughs> and give us a call at 312-775-2615. And to the gal who's interested in the Catholic Church, send us a text to 312-775-2615 and we will find you community. All right. Yes. Want to say a final sign-off? Boys? Oh. <laughs> I think it's Mr. Stash's turn for that. Oh, oh I, just, I just want to make sure that there's a gondola on the Instagram art. like with the with the black and white striped shirt (laughs) with the the guy got it okay we'll make sure that happens for you thank you especially as an avid listener baby every week i'll send you a photo of me in a gondola oh Oh, geez (laughs) we'll put that on give me a week (laughs) i'm kind of jealous i always wanted to ride on one of those yeah you can live through me also no, listen to Stash's podcast. It's called The Grow Podcast, G-R-W. Yeah. Check it out. They're going through a book club right now called Back to Virtue, and it's freaking awesome. Um, but Pat, Stash is about to go beat his dog. Did you hear that? No. Yeah. Did you hear that bark? Yeah. I said you're about to go beat your dog. I took care of it. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't beat my dog. I took care of it. John Wick style. All right. <laughs> John Wick saves dogs. Not his own. Oh my gosh. Okay. This has been fun. This is where you're going. Love you, you just guys. turned everybody against me by saying he might be I take it back. I'll bleep it out. Michael Vick is going to be on the album cover now. I know. The, the podcast art. I love it. I actually do like his dog. She does, which is that's good. A lot for a non dog person. All right. Love you guys. Peace and love. Bye. 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 (laughs) Thanks a ton for listening to the What in the Dang Heck podcast. Make sure you call our hotline, subscribe, leave a rate and review, and might as well follow us on Instagram while you're at it.